We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What sort of buzz is there around the Patriots with the whole league descending on Vegas? Kind of an afterthought and a curiosity to a degree, I think. You know, the league has moved on. I asked Mike Florio if the league misses the Godzilla that was the Patriots that presided over the team, the league for so long. And he said, no, I think people are ready for a change. So they are more of a curiosity than, hey, what are they doing? Are you surprised the Bill didn't have, doesn't have a job? Why would they hire Gerard Mayo and not do a search? I think there's a lot of that, what happens with Mac. There's so much unfinished business that is interesting to, for people to talk about in a way that maybe the Falcons might not be, that still don't have compelling storylines to capture people's attention. But they're, they're more of a curiosity than, than anything that's concrete. Tommy Curran, when he joined us at 3.30, as he does every Thursday here on Jones and Mego with Arcan on WEEI. If you miss any of that interview, it's worth marking down every week. Uh, but you can check it out on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Get it on your phone. It's free. It's easy. Take it with you wherever you go. Use the Rewind feature. Listen to Curran there. You can listen live or tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 W-E-E-I. No buzz on the Patriots again. Like, we, we talked to Curran about this last year. We're like, hey, what's going on? What are people talking about at the Super Bowl? How much are they talking about the Patriots? I, I believe the way he phrased it last year was they were getting less buzz than the Chicago Bears, who at the time still held the number one pick. They hadn't traded it to Carolina yet. They sucked. And he's like, yeah, the Patriots are getting less buzz than the Bears, which felt like a dig at the time. I say dig. I mean, it just feels like a bad place to be. And the Patriots are still there. People are kind of asking about Belichick and inquiring here and there, but largely people don't care about the Patriots. They're irrelevant. That's what Curran said. I'm not shocked, but it's still interesting to hear it when you have Curran out there in Vegas. Uh, So we can get to a few more items here from Tom Curran. A few things jumped out from our weekly interview. And we'll get back to your phone calls as well. 617-779-7937. We're still getting texts on this. I might as well uh, correct the record or not correct the record, just educate people. Uh, a caller said earlier that uh, Bill Belichick, it was a uh, an innovative move. Is that what it was to trade for Bill Belichick? Like groundbreaking or something? Yeah, uh, somebody's texting in over and over again, Jones, you're afraid to answer it. So Shula was traded in 1970. There was a big gap before that. Uh, but there's a team called the Jets that traded for Bill Parcells. Ever heard of him uh, when he was the coach here? So Robert Kraft apparently got the idea because the Jets traded for Bill Parcells. There was also another trade before Bill Belichick, Mike Holmgren in 1999. John Gruden was a trade in 2002. Herm Edwards in 06. Then there was another gap. Bruce Arians, Sean Payton have been traded in the last handful of years. So to say it happens routinely probably isn't fair, but it happened a whole bunch, including within three years, twice, before the Patriots traded for Bill Belichick. So look, Bill was an unpopular hire. I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, relitigating that pass. Like it, it, it was not a popular hire. And so, fine, maybe they were right about that. Although Bill was 5-13 and 13 before he got his hands on Tom Brady as a starting quarterback and en route to getting fired again. Uh, but there were other trades that happened that preceded Bill Belichick, not even just the Parcells one. Uh, so there you go, text line. Uh, meanwhile, on Curran and some of those answers 
because I found a couple of these staggering, including this one. We've referenced it a, a few different times. But, Mego, you asked him about, you know, why they, they didn't pop their head up and look around and do a GM search, right, in, in place of Elliot Wolf. And here's his answer to that. It's the second clip, Ryan, if we can play that one first. Let me hear uh, what he had to say about their GM search or lack thereof. I think their logic is it's worked for a long time. We don't want to uproot all the elements of it. We think these people have a system in place. So let's see how it looks without Bill. They could have said, well, let's get a GM in here. We're already going to go with Gerard. So what do we know in terms of what the GM is going to bring in? We don't want to deviate from what we've been doing entirely. Again, had they not gone 4-13, and 13, and they were not anticipating, I would think, Mego, in September and October, especially after the win against Buffalo, I'm sure that everybody was enthused and not saying, okay, we're going to have to fire Bill, reboot the entire system at that point. It just came to pass in the ensuing weeks. You're right. Why not do an interview process? And on the other hand, too, I think that if you hit him with the truth serum, the crafts would say it would be too much change all at once. We're not ready for it. Okay. I hate that. And, and I'm not yelling at Tom, but just if that's how the crafts really feel, too much change all at once. Yeah, it's like they're walking into a pool trying to acclimate themselves to life without Bill. But this is a serious job that you need someone to undertake. And, hey, by the way, you have two super high draft picks in the first two rounds, and you have a whole bunch of money that we've been told you're going to burn. So who's doing all that? Yeah. Like, why is that kind of like, hey, we'll get to that later because we're handling a lot right now with this Bill to Gerard transition. How is it acceptable? How is that acceptable to be like, ah, too much change. We'll get to the rest of it next offseason. Like, I how mean, is that acceptable? It's possible because you hear Robert Kraft value continuity so much, and he talks about it in his other businesses, that he wants some continuity, and so he wants that in the front office too. It's just, it's not the most satisfying answer when it, when you've got so much at stake in this offseason and the upcoming offseasons. And to something Kern said also in that interview, if you missed all of it, check it out on the Odyssey app. I would encourage you to listen to the whole thing. But something else he says is, we won't really know with this draft until three years from now. So whatever weirdo probo- pro- probationary period that they're putting Elliot Wolf through right now, we're not going to know if it's if it's fruitful or not for a couple years probably. Yeah, so... I just, again, I it's not acceptable, number one. Number two, they shouldn't run the team the way they run their other businesses. Like, if that's their logic and that's their defense, well, we want some con- we have continuity in our other businesses. Yeah, sure. This isn't like your other businesses, right? This one shouldn't be run for profit. Yeah, You should not run a professional sports franchise for profit. Now, a lot of owners do that. I'm not just guilting the crafts for that. A lot of owners do it. But it's not just about maximizing your profits. It's about winning. There, there are other stakes to it. And so I just wouldn't even buy that comparison if that's their defense of it. Is it acceptable, Arkan, to say, eh, too much change, we'll get to it? No, I don't think so. I think that if you're going to try and keep up with the times and try and keep up with the ever-evolving you know, league and, and game, you have to be ready to turn it over to new ideas. And listen, Gerard Mayo is a young guy. It's not like you know they have a bunch of old fogies on the team. Um, Van Pelt's been around a little bit, but I mean, for the most part, they're, they're skewing younger. And I do think that that's a step in the right direction at the very least. But you're not talking about just youth. You know? You're talking about a, a changing game. You're talking about targeting different types of players and different types of offenses and sets and schemes and all this sort of stuff that they didn't really get to. And I think they would have if they were more open to the idea of of really exploring outside of their own walls. But I think that we all sort of 
talked about Belichick as though he was the only guy in the league that really was into his friends and his cronies and his kids and all that other stuff. That's a league-wide thing. I mean, it just is. In general, when a situation like this comes up with the team, they're going to go with what they know. They're going to help out their friends. They're going to hire their guys. I mean, that's just that's not something no, that just Bill did. I that's agree something with that. everybody does. I agree with that, but it was worse here. Like, it was out of control here. It was definitely out of control but, here, but Bill was out of con- had, had that kind of out-of-control power. No, sure. But so, uh, Elliot Wolf, to your point, is, you know, the, the the kid of a longtime executive. Matt Groh is the kid of an NFL head coach. So it, it, this is not the only place it was happening, but it was worse here, I feel like, than most places. Uh, meanwhile, here's Tom Curran on Elliot Wolf slash Wolf slash Elliot W. Uh, how much power is he going to have? Mego asked him this. From observing, I'd say lots and lots and lots. The number of coaches who've been brought aboard who have ties to Elliot Wolf, Alonzo Highsmith coming aboard in the personnel department, he's got a lot of sway. The fact that he was not at the Senior Bowl, but instead involved in some of the coaching and coordinator interviews alongside Gerard Mayo all indicates that. And when Gerard Mayo was asked about, you know, who would be beside him and who was in charge, Gerard said, you know, it's, it's me. I'm the decision maker with help from Elliot Wolf. And then he added Matt Grove. So I, I think all of our instincts prior to yesterday when it was caught a buzz that Elliot Wolf is basically the general manager, we all kind of figured that out prior to yesterday. I love the little digs he takes at Rap Sheet. I, I, I do appreciate that. I didn't really pick up on that the first time, but he's like, yeah, we all kind of knew, which I agree with Tom, and I've said the same thing, but I just I, I like the little digs he takes that at was, Rap Sheet. I mean, he did that every Sunday with Gresh and I. Yeah. <laughs> every time Rap <laughs> no, no, no. would come out with a story, he'd be like, yeah, we knew that already, yeah, Rap Sheet. No, no, exa- no exactly. <laughs> I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that little rivalry going on. Uh, but Welcome to the party, Rap Sheet. <laughs> Mego, your, uh, your thoughts on that answer. You asked him about Elliot Wolf. I just... it. it... I don't I, I'm very skeptical about why he doesn't have the GM title. Like that's what it comes back to for me because I feel like what we've seen in the recent past and whether you think it's a it's a Belichick move or a craft move and maybe we're getting some insight into it, when somebody doesn't have a title, there's usually a real reason behind it. Not because like, oh, they didn't want it. Oh, no. It's because it's a collaborative effort. So we're not giving them the title because everybody's a leader in the room. Like, I I don't really buy that. Is it because you wanted to skirt the process and just have continuity from where you were before and you didn't want to bring in a bunch of sham interviews because you were going to go with this anyway? Is it because you actually believe in Elliot and maybe he came in and said, these are all the picks that I had written down that Bill wouldn't let me take. Like, these are all the free agents I would have targeted. Maybe he sold you on that. I don't know. Either way, like, I'm very skeptical of him operating this way without a title. So let me tell you, I think it's another, they're trying to build another line of defense because they're feeling the heat. Our our question of the day today proves it. You guys don't agree with Patriots fans, but 60% say they don't trust Robert and Jonathan right now. So this this is another line of defense. It's somebody they can blame. It's a fall guy, I think. And so you're right. If you believe in somebody, you give them the title. And the whole word collaborative I'm starting to despise because I think that just means they want to meddle and they want to call the shots and they don't want any blame for it. And that's not just the Patriots. That's owners throughout the league, throughout sports. But I think it's a fall guy. If the roster doesn't look good this offseason or two offseasons from now or whatever, that's the next guy they're going to fire. Because I do think they still can blame Bill for that one a little bit, don't don't you? Like, Mayo, that one stuck to them. And, Arkan, we were talking about this before the show. It's like, you can fire Gerard Mayo after a year. He could get fired if it's bad enough. A lot of owners now are doing that. You see it pretty much once a year. A coach loses his job after one year. But you look like a chump. You look like you made a mistake. 
Elliot Wolf, they can say, yeah, we thought we were onto something with Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh, but those are Belichick guys. Yeah, it turns out it was just one of Belichick's minions. It's another fall guy. And so the more I think about it, the more I think that's why they weren't ready to do a full-blown search. Let's space it out a little bit, buy ourselves some time in the meantime. Uh, we'll get to your phone call. 617-779-7937. What's coming up in Meg's planning today, Meggo? Are you claustrophobic? Yeah, uh, I, I would say the older I get, the more I do not like being in tight spaces, yeah. Okay, let me say tight this. Tight spaces, crowded spaces, things like that, yeah. If claustrophobia is a real thing for you, do not listen to Meg's playing. <laughs> oh, no! Because okay. we're going to get into an extremely claustrophobic situation that you can find yourself in. Okay, that's next right after Trending with Arca. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Man, how that went down with Mac, I kind of watched it all unfold for the last couple of years, and I feel like you could have seen it a couple of years ago and, and tell that it would end up bad. You know what I mean? Like, it, I yeah, man, I don't like selling people out, but I think they had to meet him a little bit more because I know he's in the building working. I can't name too many people working harder than him, so I hate to see it for him. I really do. You mean meet him more in terms of surrounding him with more yeah, talent? Yeah, to help him. Like, talent, coaching, you name it. Like, just... Putting him in a better position to win, I think, would have helped their program a lot. Do you think you could have helped salvage what has become of Mac Jones's career had you been able to stay? I don't know if I'm that powerful, but I promise you, I probably would have did my best to help. Like I would have, because I understand the stress that comes with playing that position, that position for that team in that city too. At the same time, it's, I know it's tough. So I can, I can guarantee that I would have did my best to help. But I also know the guys in that room are trying their best to help him too. So it's just a, it's a tough situation. Jacoby Myers to Phil Perry. Next Pats podcast, I think, uh, is where that aired. Uh, it's interesting just discussing Mac Jones and how it all went down without Jacoby Myers watching from afar in Vegas last year. Mac missed him, and Bill screwed up not sticking with Jacoby Myers. That's one I was wrong about. I, I thought Juju was going to be an upgrade on Jacoby Myers. And it turns out Myers can play. It turns out Myers is another one of these players who got better without Mac, which is a sneaky thing that we should hold against Mac. But I'll ask the question since Phil Perry wrote it today. How salvageable is Mac Jones? Is he salvageable? I will get into that with your phone calls here. Jones and Mego with Arkin on WEEI. We have Meg Splaining coming up. About uh, five plus minutes from now, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be a phobic one. Yeah, you already said it's. Uh, if you're claustrophobic, you're not going to like it. Yeah, if you have phobias, I need to. I need to hear this one is like a combination phobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to hear it because I don't know what it is. I need to hear what it is to know if I'm. I feel like as we were talking it out in the break, I'm a little more. I'm less interested in being around like big crowds than I am about being in a tight space. I don't know if that's technically claustrophobia. You're kind I don't of know. A cyborg, anyways. You're, you're gonna go. Ah, let's yeah. see what the big deal is. I don't know. I don't know what that's that really is. Scary. I can't believe you guys are afraid of this. Yeah. So I mean, le- I mean, let me hear it. I-, I guess we'll hear that coming up in explaining. But I'm not. I'm not sure if it'll bother me the more we've talked this out. I think crowds bother me more than a tight space. Uh, well, you won't find a crowd in this. <laughs> uh, Phil Perry writes. Team sources have indicated that Jones, Mac Jones, had a crisis of confidence in 2023. No way. 
which led him to losing his starting job and his ability to lead was questioned. Sources close to Jones have expressed doubt that Jones will be in New England next year. Good. But uh the team did just turn over its coaching staff. The broken relationship between Jones and Bill Belichick set a low bar for a new head coach, Gerard Mayo and Jones, to clear. (laughs) It's a low bar. That is true. Uh, Phil continues, additionally, New England has hired an offensive coaching staff, in theory, and could be interested in Jones' skill set. Under a new offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt, the team is expected to be running a version of the offense Van Pelt helped coordinate over the last four years under Kevin Stefanski. It's a scheme derived from Stefanski's time with Gary Kubiak, who was a longtime assistant of Mike Shanahan, and at one point employed Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator in Houston. As one league source put it, Van Pelt having worked for Stefanski, quote, is about as close to Shanahan as you can get without being in the Shanahan tree. So he goes on to make a point that Kyle Wait, Shanahan. Well, what about being in the Shanahan tree, though? Yeah. Can we go back to that? All right. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to be close to the Shanahan tree. I wanted someone from the Shanahan tree. But he goes on to make the point that Kyle Shanahan loved Mac Jones, and so maybe this coaching staff will love Mac Jones, and Mac Jones is salvageable, and I hate it, but what do you think? I mean, there's a lot of points to be made there. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be here. I, I think if Gerard Mayo has his way, I would I would think that he would want Mac Jones elsewhere because I think being able to have a clean slate and install a totally new offense with a new offensive coordinator, a new play caller, some new weapons, and a different quarterback there, whether you're getting him in free agency or through the draft, wherever, is just a better starting point. I don't think Mac's career is over. I don't think that he can never Ooh. start again. I just don't think it's here. Like well, I, I can't think of another case where somebody has gone so far down as Mac has experienced and gone through all of it, and then a coaching change and then he's back up as a starter. The closest thing I can think of in recent memory where there wasn't a change of location is Tua, and Tua never got down to the low lows that Mac hit. Yeah, no, he didn't, and it wasn't as prolonged, and Tua didn't start up here and get worse and worse and worse. And Tua, by the way, they had to put a lot around Tua, Yeah, and Tua had a great, definitely, first two-thirds of the season, I mean, and then they were out of the playoffs like that. They, so how much of a success story is that? They got him Tyreek Hill. I mean, uh, Jalen Waddle's a nice piece, and I'd take him here, but I don't want to overrate Jalen Waddle. It, when you say you think Mac can do it again, do you think Mac will ever win a playoff game? Anywhere. Yes. Yeah, yes? It's not, yeah, if, you, if you're dropped in a great situation, look at what we saw. You, did you think before Joe this? Flacco. Yeah, I mean, did you think Joe Flacco yeah, would be it. in the he playoffs again? No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah, and so I think you can get there and Of win. course. I just, I Joe Flacco was a much better quarterback than I'm that. not going to say it's impossible. I think that he could. I mean, Joe Flacco made an AFC title game as a rookie. So, like, if we want to talk about what Joe Mac Flacco. did as a rookie. He also hasn't played also in several Okay, but I'm just saying. But Fla- Okay, but Flacco was just so much better than Mac. Like, Flacco was a 10-year starter or whatever and won a Super Bowl and did more as a rookie than Mac Yeah, did. I know, but he was in the playoffs this year. I got it, but he didn't yeah. win. I asked if he's going to win a playoff game. Is Mac going to win a playoff game in his career? I doubt it, but okay. I think he can get back to the playoffs. Okay. I think you. that's certainly possible. What were you going to say about uh, Mac and, salv- and how salvageable he is? I think he is salvageable, in the sen- and I think he could be salvageable here, too, because I think you need to gut this entire offense. This offense, going into next year, shouldn't look anything like the Mac Jones offense is really of the last two or three years since he was a rookie. I want it to be something completely different, no matter who the quarterback 
quarterback is. But assuming it is something different, I think you could bring Mac back into it and at least try him out and see what it looks like. It wouldn't be the first time that a guy uh, had a career resurgence. Uh, Geno Smith just had one this past year. Somewhere else. You know, it was somewhere else. That's true. No, and no, maybe no, but, he does need to change the scenery. Point, but I asked, I asked about anywhere. I don't think he's going to be salvageable anywhere, but definitely yeah, not here. And maybe he does need to go somewhere else, Mega. That could be true. But I do think that he could play well again in the right situation. Chad Pennington, I mean, they were done with him in New York. And then he went to Miami and had a good season right after that, after he broke his ankle and the team went 1-7. and seven. So, I mean, you, there's times where it seems like a guy's completely finished and they're just not. They're just not in the right situation. But they had to change. Like, they had to go somewhere else. That's what I'm saying. I, I can't remember other than Tua, another situation where – it got so bad, and then they were a winning starting quarterback. Again. Right, but you also said that Tua got a bunch of things put around him, and that's what really helped him he out. He never you got could to do the, that here. He never looked as bad as Sure, Mac but he looked. was never in the Pro Bowl either. I mean, like, you know, the, Mac started at a higher point than him and deteriorated, but he had highs that Tua never got to before those other guys got there. Yeah. If you surround Mac Jones with Tyreek Hill I and Jalen Waddle. I really Waddell, hang my hat on the just, Pro Bowl I, alternate. I, I was going to say, we really, they we really were, pick and choose that one, don't well, we? Well, okay, but it was better than anything Tua did before uh, those guys got there. I mean, that's, that's that's a fact. He had a better rookie year, and even to his second year, yeah. Mac was better his rookie, more, his rookie year than that. He was that. more NFL ready. He was supposed to be a high-floor player. Sure. And, you know. Well, Tua was supposed to be a high-floor NFL-ready player, Tua, too. Tua came off a hip injury. Like, Tua wasn't healthy going into the draft. And so, and by the way, if I'm Mac, I'm, I want to go somewhere else. Yeah. Like, absolutely, it's the best thing for both sides. I would sides. not want to run it back if I were Mac, and the Patriots shouldn't want you to run it back. You want to go in your fourth coordinator in four well, years? Well, that's happening no matter what. No, I'm saying, oh, but here. here. Yeah, yeah, No, I mean, he's he's going to get another coordinator no matter what. In your Let's locker run room. it back, Mac. <laughs> you and me, buddy. Kendrick Bourne is like, go get Jaden Daniels. Mac's like, cool. <laughs> that is true. His buddy, too. That's his guy. He's like, Mac okay. probably agrees with Kendrick. He'd be like, yeah, go get him. Yeah. He's, he's like, does. Kendrick, we're both going to be elsewhere, okay? Yeah, yeah go get <laughs> Jaden Daniels so I can get the hell out of here. Mac probably does agree. Uh, 617-779-7937. We'll get to your feedback coming up. It is Keith and Andy Hart. I just saw Hart out in the hallways. They come your way at 6 o'clock, so stay tuned for that. Meantime, let's get to Megsplaining. Why don't you explain this to me like I am an 8-year-old? Do you need it broken down? It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm 5? Well, lucky for you. I don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg. It's time for... Now I let you know! Megsplaining. Megsplaining. So, Jones, you are or you are not claustrophobic? My immediate answer, sorry, my immediate answer was yes, but the more we talk it out, I'm, I'm wondering. So let me hear the scenario, and I'll let you know. I well, think before my answer. Before I get that, I, I want to know if you're claustrophobic. I think so, yes, but I don't. I like, don't know. Are how you many... uncomfortable in an elevator? No. See, that's where I think that claustrophobia really starts. Like, if you got trapped in an elevator, would you feel? I've been trapped in an elevator. Would, I said, would you I said have, this like a week ago. I've been trapped in an elevator. Would you feel extremely panicked? I mean, I didn't love it, but I wasn't like. Did no. you establish a pee corner? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I mean, when I say I was trapped in an elevator, it was like ten minutes. You ring the bell and then yeah, that's the elevator stops. Usually goes. Yeah. it's like max an hour. Yeah. Um. Okay, Arcan, are you claustrophobic? No, I like RVs and small spaces. Like I'm into. I don't know why. I just like. Do you know this about? I him? like tiny houses. Wait, he, Hang on. No, no, no. He. Lo- you have a tiny kink. He loves. I don't know if RV- it's a kink, but yeah, like I'm into RVs. I'm into like a small Aren't space. Those two different things. An RV is not tiny. Do you think that's this is because he grew up in the North End? I, I mean, I don't want to pre suppose that your north end dwelling was small but maybe you like that <laughs> feeling it's like cozy um could be could be something like yeah, that. but hang on maybe. but but rv and a tiny house are two totally different things rv's way bigger than a car so that's more spacious depends on what kind of yeah but i'm talking is. about it's like a domicile oh it's like a place to live <laughs> yeah, oh i see like got sort of it thing. yeah he the man yeah. loves rv's though you didn't know this I about him big into rvs have you been in a lot of tiny homes arcan got like facebook scammed by an rv scam didn't you yeah <laughs> Aww. they said they were giving away an rv <laughs> 
and I re I reposted it. I didn't give him any information or anything, no, but, you but did. I did repost it. You must have it, done. And I like, told people, hey, everybody, Arcan, check out you this gave, awesome You thing. gave a virus to like 20 Arcan people. Arcan was Facebook scammed, yes, yes uh, by, uh, with a Winnebago. Still waiting for your honorary degree from Harvard. <laughs> Arcan, have you ever done one of those little tiny house things in Vermont or New Hampshire or somewhere, like a getaway? Uh, n- sort of, but uh, I, I wouldn't say it was a tiny house, but I have toured some of the one. There was like this company that was building tiny houses, and uh, at one of the uh, RV expos, they had like a little booth, and they had one of the tiny houses, and it was You went incredible. to an RV expo? Oh, yeah. I went to the RV. It was the day Kobe Bryant died, and all the TVs and all the RVs were showing Kobe Bryant in the helicopter. It was really sad, actually. Someone opened the but, door yeah. to one of the RVs you were sitting in, and you were like, I need this moment. Oh, people were going in and out, and, you know, I was filtering in and out all the RVs. One of the RVs had like a fireplace people and a were kitchen all, island. People all, were all upset about the amazing. Kobe news, and Arkansas was like, check out this RV. Look at this. Hey, you can stand up strong. I can, I can lift my arms straight up in here. I can't even touch the ceiling in here. This is incredible. One of them had a second floor. I'm not kidding. A second floor in the RV. Like a little Anyway, I am not, I'm not claustrophobic okay. is what I'm yeah. trying to say. <laughs> I enjoyed that detour. <laughs> so I ask that because this, this thing, this attraction in Barcelona combines, and I really hope this doesn't come stateside, combines two of the worst things in the world to me. One is an escape room, which I've been invited to once or twice. And I'm like, please I've never act like one. you've ever met me before. You think I want to be in a room with you and do puzzles for 40 minutes? Like, get out of here. This sounds horrible. Are you not a puzzler? I don't want to interact. Oh, my God. It's another clue. Does Mego seem like a puzzler? I would have had her. I would have pegged you as a puzzler, no? Colonel Mustard says, <laughs> look for a spiral. Like, what? Colonel Mustard's like, one of the suspects. I don't know. I, I hate that game, too. Anyway, do you want to hear what it is? Yes, please. Okay, it's the world's smallest escape room. It's an escape room in which you are put with a partner. You are in two different coffins. Yeah, And the sounds, lids are closed. That sounds terrible. And together, you need to solve puzzles to be released from your coffin. You're in there for 30 minutes. Do you want to hear what the people uh, sounded like after well, they got out? Yes. Okay, let's hear. This is from, I believe, Inside Edition. I just have the crucifix. Two players compete in separate coffins side by side and work together to get out before time is up. Can you hear me? They can talk to each other, but it's not easy. We had to, like, scream at each other because I could hear her on the other side. And it was, uh, it's a must. It's a must. I really recommend it. Creators say it's a point of view that most of us will never get to see. You are also recreating a situation that sooner or later we will all live. You live your own funeral. For many, that's perfectly fine. But for the curious, it's a chance to experience death without dying. Cool. So, First of all, we're not all getting buried. You might, you might right? want, you might want to get cremated. If any, okay. So I have to say, I'm not I want to be particularly buried at sea like yeah, a Viking. You yeah. might not be able to find your remains. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I mean, you're, you, you might, you're. We're not all getting buried. That's just, that's completely inaccurate. I'm not particularly claustrophobic. The idea of crawling into a coffin and closing the lid and doing a puzzle while my <laughs> friend is in the coffin next to me, being like, Do you- I just have the crucifix. <laughs> Okay. I feel like no, 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 you're, you would have to pay me a hundred thousand dollars okay. to do this. You're so right about the the like the escape room part. That's stupid, and the puzzle and everything dumb. I don't think the coffin would bother me that much. Oh my god! Okay. That's the part that bothers me the most. Here's the question: Half Dracula. Here's the question: Is this how you sleep at <laughs> no, no. night? Here's the question: You're not buried, right? You're just locked in it. No. 
You're just locked in it in a room. Okay, have you? But uh, Mego, you've watched the challenge. They'll bury coffins on the challenge. I've seen it. I've seen really freaks me. I've actually seen it on more than one reality show where they bury you like under dirt. And they have to come dig you up and find out where your partner is. And so I've seen this on the challenge. I've seen uh, this on reality shows. I can't do that. The burying part, I don't think I could do. But just sitting in a coffin and I know no, it's 30 I minutes. I can't do that either. I'm pretty positive I could do that. And they can that talk to each other, but it's not easy. Yeah, that's fine. How much put, range of motion Put me in cat have? and two of those. I that sounds like a have, dream. I think I would have an actual panic attack. Do I get my phone? No. Why not? It's just it's you. Cheat. And it's like a real sized one. So the thing that's freaks a me cheat. out. I'm, I'm solving a puzzle. I, I, you're like constricted. So it's not like that's the part that freaks me out the most is that you're so constricted and you can't like lift the lid off or anything. Well, I think I would have a lid full, off. Though. I know. Like to let I yourself <laughs> out. I think I would have a full blown panic attack. Just I would have punch a punch your way out. Like, uh, I don't, like I don't think, look, I don't think it'd be like my favorite thing to do, but I don't think I would freak out in that scenario. If they, if they, if, be- I, if I couldn't if figure out it, the puzzle and got bored, I just like take a nap for 30 minutes. Okay. What I would freak out about, right. I'm with Arkan on this. If I know it's 30 minutes, if they're like, you have to solve the puzzle to get out. That would freak me out. They're like, you're stuck in there until you solve the puzzle. Well, that's the idea. But, know, but, it, but, but it ends at 30. 30 minutes is a long time no, to be laying not. there in a stupid coffin that. with your stupid friend so, next to you going like, do you see the two no. stars? So that sounds like I a nightmare. Have the crucifix. <laughs> like, but that, but, the, but the, that part you're right about. The, like the puzzle part and the stupid escape room, that sounds miserable. But I could do it until I had to go to the bathroom. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should I could see lie the, in that coffin until I had to use it. You that's should the, see the Twitch yeah. chat jokes about Mego's friend getting stuck in one of these. <laughs> And how she'd have to relieve herself. But number two. Is there a no pun intended in the coffin? Um, no, but if they're just like, you're stuck in there until you solve this, that would freak me out. Because now it's on me and I'm an idiot and I probably can't solve it. Now I'm stuck in this thing for Lord knows how long. Judge, half, doing okay over there? A half an hour. <laughs> okay. A half an hour? I, I, I just, it's a Seinfeld episode. No I feel like, yeah, That's I'm with Arkin. It's a really long time. No, it's not. Oh my God. Can you see? I'm getting like physically uncomfortable thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, so I guess my answer and is I'm not that claustrophobic. I don't consider myself claustrophobic. Claustrophobic, but I was watching this and I think of this, and you would have to pay me so much money to do this. Like I can't understand. The guy in that clip is like, "It's a must. It's a, it's an experience." Like maybe yeah, these I would, people are just doesn't freaks. sound like something. How can I'm they see to do. what's in there? How does that lady know she has a crucifix? Like how does she know anything? I think it's like you're in a dark it's slightly coffin. lit up Probably in front of you. Probably it's like a, light in the coffin. It's like a lit up screen in front of you that you're. Punching things. Look, I'm telling you, uh, it's a oh, There's like a video a screen. Really I'm telling you right now, give me a 30 minute break for my wife and kid and, and a coffin. I can handle that. That sounds you like just, a dream. You just like fall yeah, asleep. Yeah, just take a break. That sounds great. Yeah, I will some, say- some random Saturday when I'm, uh, you know, doing family stuff. Like, oh, honey, I just can't figure out the puzzle. I'm <laughs> sorry. I a break. That's come like back a in another half hour. That sounds You're great. Like yelling to your friend and you just hear them snoring next <laughs> in the coffin next to you. Like, oh my God. They're okay, so how much money do you need to do it? $100,000. $100,000? Arkan, how much do you need to get paid to do this? I'd pay them. <laughs> I don't, That's what these people are so doing. Like it's an attraction business. that you pay yeah. for. I don't think I would do that. I don't, like, I'm not itching to do it so badly that I would pay to I'm do it. I'm not itching to do it either, but like, you know, I understand. Pay me like 50 bucks, I'd do it. Yeah. Uh, okay, John's in New Hampshire. Go ahead, John. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, John. So uh, I'm sweating just listening to this story. Um, I don't know if you guys watched that show Bosch uh, this season. There was a there show was a what? scene Bosch. where the daughter gets Bosch, Bosch, where she Bosched. yeah the Bosched. daughter gets kidnapped. Bosched. She gets kidnapped and put in a put in a in a coffin, buried buried and kept alive. What um, isn't Bosch yeah. about plastic surgery? Yeah. Yes. No, it's a it's a detective story. Oh, Bosch. Uh, detective show. I thought he said Bosch. Botched. I thought he said yeah. botched. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Bosch. 
Bosch. Like Chris Bosch. Not botched. I, I thought, thought okay. he had a story about being trapped in a Me box. too. You just want to talk about a television show. <laughs> you guys know that show Bosch? This is about package surgery. Botched. I've seen Please botched. go do this challenge. Yeah. Oh I know Chris Bosch. I've never heard of that show. That's a detective show. I've never heard of that show. For many, that's perfectly fine. I'll say this. Like when I was a teen, I spent a fair amount of time in tanning beds. I knew it was bad. I didn't yep. know how bad GTL, it was for yeah. you. Yeah, but I, the tanning beds are very coffin-like. I've never been in one. They're very coffin-like, and we it know, didn't yeah. freak me out. <laughs> Have you ever? Right. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I mean, look at my complexion. I've never been so in a tanning able, bed. I was able to get through that fine. You lay there for like 15 minutes. I've never done, uh, this is good, I guess, but like, you know, you hear people who have done like CAT scans and things like that. That's horrifying. Oh, yeah. Like, I had, yeah, exactly. I've never done I I've never done MRI like on my knee once, okay. but I don't think I had to go fully in. Yeah, I don't think I've had to do anything like that. I, I only just had have go. the crucifix. I guess I'm not claustrophobic at all because that doesn't that doesn't sound that bad. Jones, what if you couldn't get out of the coffin and you had a scheduled sex appointment? (laughs) (laughs) We just you know we just bump it to the next week. The worst worst thing is you solve it, but then the mechanism to let you out is broken. They're like, oh geez, now we gotta you know call the repairman and he's gotta come. Then I'm freaking out. Like no 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 no, I've done my job. Let me out of this coffin. And they go, I'm sorry, it's broken. We can't get you out. Yeah, I'm not. Again, that doesn't sound that bad. I mean, if they couldn't unlock it, that sounds bad. Yeah. And then they're like, just dump it in the ocean. But <laughs> Take him out to sea. In general, I don't think that, that sounds that bad. Now, you know, if I'm around like a, a, a hundred people, I, that, that I don't love. So I don't know what that is. That's not claustrophobia. I don't know what that is. That's a graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> right. 617-779-7937. Keith and Hart standing by at six o'clock. We have Bet Roulette picture tonight next. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Jones and Mako on WEEI. I want him starting right away, and that's for a variety of reasons. I'm with Steve Young in that it's good to learn on the job. I think it's really the only way to learn what you need to learn to eventually be a successful quarterback. I also believe you're wasting a year that is very valuable to your organization in that you have a franchise quarterback on a rookie contract. Part of the cheat code that is drafting a rookie and having him play is that you get five years, low cost, most important position in the sport. If you just sit him for a year, obviously you're reducing the benefit that you get there. I also would say for this team specifically in the Patriots, they're not winning with whatever quarterback they start that's not the quarterback that they take at the top of the draft. The Patrick Mahomes example comes up all the time. Well, he didn't start his rookie year, and look at him now. Well, the reason he didn't start his rookie year was, number one, okay, maybe he wasn't ready. They also had Alex Smith, and they were making the playoffs every year. That ain't the Patriots right now. So get him out there. Get him out there early. That's what I would do. Brian's right. This does That, that song they used on NBC Sports Boston sounds like gorillas it does i think that's giving it too much credit you think so shout out to robbie buckets we do love you but that song you think buckets puts those together I, I, i'm just saying my favorite producer oh i oh i see uh strays for for every other producer max letterman and everybody else <laughs> me Rob, oh yeah that's true she oh, did say over there in fairness to yeah her. i said over there you dork i know that man it's fine 
Good job in bet roulette, by the way. <laughs> it's Phil Perry. We'll get to bet roulette. I have been moment. doing a good job in bet no, roulette. No, has been doing great. I don't think I've hit a pick this week, which I, I know I know no not. one's shocked at. You're not. Uh, just real quick before we get to bet roulette, uh, our buddy Amar on Twitter uh, tweets in a, a variety of good things at Jones W E E I says laying in a coffin or the cold tub. Cold Which one tub. would you rather I do? I want to do the no, cold tub. I know, but tub. you're you're a psycho about the cold tub. What Arkan? Cold coffin tub, coffin. all day, I'm every with Arcan. day. Team Seven coffin. days, eight days a week. Bury me. Coffin. Yes, bury please. me. I'm not going in that cold tub. <laughs> You'd rather be buried in a coffin. I, I am exaggerating with the burying part, but I'd rather go sit in a coffin for a half an hour than go. Yeah, no, yes, I'd cold? rather spend a week in a coffin than one minute in the cold tub. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You're okay, the so cold, ridiculous. But the cold tub is like painful and annoying, it has, and it has benefits for you. What's the coffin gonna do? I don't know. I'll take a nap in there. Or something. Just confirm like everyone's suspicions. Yeah, exactly. What's what's it? So it's, what's it going to do that's bad? Nothing. The Give cold tub, me a panic attack. Cold tub's going to hurt. Leave me in there with some tater tots. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good for at least a couple days. I'm saying, if I have my phone, give <laughs> me like gonna, two hours. They're going to put the tater tots. Your arms are going to be tied, and the tater tots are just going to be in the middle of your belly. Schedule some Jones time so in there. You can't huh? reach them. <laughs> I'll, be... I'll flip them into my mouth. <laughs> I'll belly dance them into my mouth. <laughs> You'll just flop like a fish until the taters get up to your chin. Whatever it takes. Christian Arkin, hidden talents. Okay. Uh, So there you go. Uh, It's another uh, either or for you. When the coffins are rocking, don't come and knock it. Let's get into bet roulette right now. All right, I'm going to give you a choice. You can either have the money and the hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. You don't f*** around in this place. You got it? Boom, boom. That's it. Gambling. Bet roulette brought to you by Cars for Kids. Cars with a K, the number four. Easy way to donate your car. You can donate today. Your car will be picked up tomorrow. Go to cars4kids.com or 1-877-CARS-4-KIDS. Mego, you hit last night? I did. What was it again? I forget. I don't remember. Rangers money line. There you go. Rangers yes, money Rangers line. Rangers money line, right? Not remember the puck line. Sweet plus 1,000 parlay. Yes, yes, yes. Had. Yeah, I, I whiffed. Hockey queen. Uh, it's true. The hockey queen uh, hit one again. I whiffed on the Celtics covering last night. Joe Mazzulla, meanwhile, was bragging about their terrible third quarter. Yes. Probably cost me a cover. And Arcan, your bet was voided. Uh, because... My bet was voided because DeJounte Murray didn't play, but I didn't. It, that wasn't announced when I made my pick, so you would have got your money back. Okay. If you'd bet Ryan that. referred to that as a push, which is probably technically true, but that's giving Arcan a lot of credit. It, it, it was a no, it was a no bet. Void. It was a no bet. It was a void. You'd get your money back if you yeah. got it. No action. Yeah. Like, well, sure. But it wasn't a push. I, I push well, it wasn't a whiff. Credit. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a whiff. I, I outright whiffed. Uh, Mega, why don't you roll? That's a four. a four. A four. All right. And uh, four is NBA action tonight. Okay. Uh, the Jalen Brunson revenge game. Dallas Mavericks three and a half point favorites at Madison Square Garden tonight. Taking on the Knicks who are going to be without OG Ananobi for a couple of weeks as he had okay. elbow surgery. Um, Mavericks, the three-and-a-half-point favorites in New York. They, they all, Randall's been hurt, too, right? So they, yes, they are Randall's a little short. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jones, you accuse Randall of being a fake all-star. And no, he's, that's a losing player, Julius Randall. The sure. Knicks have won without OG since he's gotten there. I'm going to take the Knicks on this. Ooh. I'm going to I'm going to press my luck a little here and take the Knicks. I don't I don't like the Mavs right. as a team. Uh real quick, the line has moved. Oh. Okay. Line has moved to the Knicks now plus 5. So if you're taking the Knicks, I'd imagine you'd stick with them. Um but uh yeah, Jaylen it was uh, three and a half. Out. Brunson's out. Brunson is out. No Brunson, no. Well, Brunson? I guess it's not going to be the Brunson No Brunson, no Randall, no OG. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm the Mavericks are now minus five. Okay, I'm feeling differently about this Uh-oh. now. Can I change? Second I didn't know Brunson yourself. was out. Yeah, well, the line changed. Sure. Dallas, yeah. You want Dallas okay, minus I'll five? I'll take Dallas minus five. Okay. All right, she's going Dallas minus five. Jones, you're up. Second guessing herself. Well, she got more information. 
It's fair I mean, enough. that's pretty big information. Again. All right, that's a three for Jones, and that is also in the NBA. The Golden State Warriors get another Warriors game, Jones. They are six-and-a-half-point underdogs in Indiana tonight. Uh, the Pacers, who just traded away Buddy Heald. Um, I think they picked up Doug McDermott, I want to say. So, uh, yeah, the uh, Warriors plus six-and-a-half in Indy. Yeah, I want the home team here. Warriors. Doesn't Doug McDermott sound like a rugby rugby player from UMass? A uh, little bit. Dougie McBuckets. Uh, give me the Pacers at home. They still have Halliburton. They still have Siakam. They still have Miles Turner. They still have most of their team. I don't believe the Pacers played last night. I'd have to double-check that. I know the Warriors played. It's the second night of a back-to-back. It's a road trip. Maybe they win. They're not going to win by six and a half. Give me Indy. Hurry All up, All right, Arcan. Jones likes Indy. Here we go. Arcan was just another brick. Terrible, just terrible, an- terrible. Just another, like, way right. It's embarrassing Just himself. another brick. That was a better shot. Right, let's see what it is. <laughs> Can't yeah, even see it. He rolls it. Can't even see it. Both of you guys with your rolls. That roll one like a is a person. one, I roll like a and that is the person. Canucks at the Bruins. Ooh. And that is a pick em. I am going to go with the Vancouver Canucks, unfortunately. <gasps> I think that the Canucks come in here Hater. and that they uh, take it to the Bruins, who were really hot going into the All-Star break. I think that cooled them right off. That Calgary game I don't think is going to be indicative of how they play tonight. The Canucks are just a little better than them, and I think that they're going to win. So uh, give me Vancouver tonight. Okay. Dallas by five, Indy plus six and a half. Arcan Vancouver on the money line. Boo. Hiss. Boo! You ready for this one? The odds on the uh, parlay? What's that coffin, boy? Plus six, six, six. Ah! The number of the beast. Wow. So lay that one down. <laughs> Creepy. Uh, you can follow along here in Bet Roulette. I see Keith and Hart standing by. It's Jones's favorite number, by the way. Thank God next it is. If I could fit yeah. that on a jersey, I would. <laughs> uh, they're standing by. Dial them up, 617-779-7937. Uh, they're next. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 here on WEEN. That's you the pumpkin market. I don't know this song. And the card inside would say thank you for being a friend. I know that song. I don't. Yeah, that's I didn't a good know that one, right? Diva. Yeah. But doesn't that's sound not like a good werewolves song. of that London. Stupid. <laughs> that song's that stupid. That song's that stupid. I mean, that's how it sounds. We've gone to war. That's terrible. That's how it sounds. It doesn't sound like that. Yes, it is. That's the chorus. No, it doesn't sound like that. guns and money. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.